How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hell. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rodden. I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sakanet. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Tuesday. I know we are. Uh, we will hear more Mike Leach clips coming up as he has passed away at the age of 61. Boy, it just seems so weird. 61, it just is not very old at all. No. Especially when you get to our age and, you know, some of your friends are in their 50s and maybe some that are that age. It just just seems like a very uh, surreal thing that Mike Leach is gone. Kyler Murray's situation got a little hairier after last night. Talk about that. And the affidavit reveals uh, the details regarding Chris Beard's attack. I was shocked to read the affidavit because I heard from his attorney that this whole thing was uh, ridiculous and he never should have been arrested in the first place. And, you know, the, the affidavit clearly is lying because his attorney said none of that is, is, is true. The Austin Strangler. Yes. Chris Beard. Seems like a wonderful human being if you believe what's in the affidavit, which I tend to. Snake news in the club. And we have a country imposing a lifetime ban on people buying blank. Mm. I would like to know if you... Uh, if you can guess this. There is also, I don't know if you saw this, a country that has imposed a ban on premarital whoopee. Really? You are not allowed to get it on. And by the way, it's a kind of a place known for going on vacation and getting it on. Hmm. Yeah. An entire, uh, an entire country. We have a lot to get to. But right now, the Hot 5 at 5. Oh. Hot topics. Hot opinions. Oh, darling, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5. That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number 5. World Cup semifinal number 1. Argentina hammers Croatia. 3-0. Yes. Now putting them into the finals and possibly giving Messi his crowning achievement. Largely known as one of the two or three greatest soccer players of all time. Uh, He's taken some heat in his country for never delivering a World Cup. And now at 35 in this uh, tournament, he has the most goals, the most assists, the most shots, the most uh, chances created. 
he is having himself a um, unbelievable, unbelievable tournament at his age. So now he's one game away from the only thing that's ever eluded him. They will play the winner of France-Morocco. Only one team has ever lost their opening game at a World Cup and gone on to lift the trophy. That was Spain in 2010. And uh, Argentina did lose yeah. to the Saudis. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, Morocco, a huge underdog. They're, like, I mean, this is, uh, they're not supposed to be here. And France was one of the favorites going in. In fact, isn't France the defending champion? Ooh, I don't know if they're the defending champ. I know they're the second odds-on favorite behind Brazil to win the tournament. Yeah, so this would be a huge, huge upset if Morocco could even get there. Arizona State quarterback Emery Jones is transferring again. He originally joined the Sun Devils from Florida. Uh, Next year will be his last. We'll see where he goes. He didn't really play much there. Well, let me just say this. He was not good at Florida from what I saw him play. Uh, He wasn't good at Arizona State because he couldn't play there. So whoever gets him, you know, good luck. Washington State loses its offensive coordinator, Eric Morris. He is hired as new head coach at North Texas. And he was the one that came over, and he's the reason why Cam Ward went there in the first place. He was his head coach at uh, Incarnate Word. Although, let's be honest, Ward was uh, a little underwhelming. From is he what, back? Yeah, or? he's back. He was only, I, I think he was just a sophomore last year. He's had the one year uh, at Incarnate Word and then came over, and so he can certainly get better. But he came with a lot of hype and... Mm, Never quite delivered on that. Purdue lost Jeff Brom to Louisville. Today, the Boilermakers hired Ryan Walters as their new head coach. He is most recently the defensive coordinator at Illinois. Number three. Kind of a weird story here. We don't really know what's going on, but Marcus Mariota has left the Atlanta Falcons, and there is no indication on if and when he will return. Yeah, it's... it's he keep going back and forth, so he... Got benched. They're out on bye week, but he got benched for the rookie uh, um, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter, the kid out of Cincinnati, and then it was reported that he was gonna go on the IR, and then it was reported that he just left the team. Then it was reported that he left the team because his wife had a baby, which she did. But now we're still not clear of whether or not he's gonna come back. And if he has permission to just be gone. Well, there's clearly friction there because yes. Arthur Smith said that while he does, he, he said that Mariota has this knee injury. It's a chronic knee injury. Yeah. But the coach said that it hasn't been an issue all season. Yeah. So that's just an excuse to, to be done. Yeah, to, for him to be done. So who knows? Maybe he just said, well, fine, you're going to put me on the IR. You bench me. Uh, I can play. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, which is probably not the right thing to do, but we don't know that that's exactly and what happened. And would happens. seem very unmarcus. No, yeah. it, it, it yeah. does, especially considering the fact that you know we don't know whether Ritter can play or not. And if Mariota sticks around next year, he's due a huge bonus. It's yeah. like a $12 million roster bonus, although he may feel that they've told him that, hey, you're not in our plans, and so maybe at this point he's just done with it and ready to move on. I don't know. It's just Look at Baker. You know, yeah. Baker goes to the Rams. It orchestrates one comeback, one drive. Yep. And now all of a sudden you're having debates of, well, hey, maybe uh, yeah. he's a good stopgap for somebody next year when he was probably on a, a backup for sure yeah. uh, so before that. So it could, it, and Ritter goes down next week. Yeah, Mariota jumps back. back in, has a couple good games. Yeah. Who knows? But so It's kind of a weird story, so we'll you know keep an eye on it and see if there's any more developments on that. Well, we thought that it was bad, and it turns out that it was. It is a torn ACL for Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. He is done for the schism. Yeah, not anytime non-contact, you know, and then the players gathered around and you know, this is this is a blow for him because you know, it's he had a lot of pressure on him, you know, signed the big deal, we had the the stuff about him maybe not being that dedicated to the team and 
and then this, and supposedly some of the national guys were talking about this. The situation there is way worse than than has been let on from ownership to coaching down to Murray and the Murray's thoughts towards Kingsbury. You know, this, this is a real bad situation, and now you've got a guy who basically lives on running around, and he's got a torn ACL. Mucho Call of Duty in his future, huh? I'm guessing there will be a... I think he plays Warzone a lot. <laughs> what does that mean? I, I think is it's that a, another game? Yeah, it's another game. Oh, I thought it was Call of Duty that he liked. Uh, I, I do think it's both. But, um, yeah, he's going to be he's gonna be lit up for a while. You don't think he's playing RBI Baseball? I, RBI Baseball was great. With baseball stars? Yeah. I thought Warzone was one of the Call of Duty versions. It's possible. Yeah, I have no idea. Look, you're, bar- you're, you're talking yeah. to the wrong guy. Wrong dude. I just keep hearing that he was a big Warzone guy, but maybe it is Call of Duty Warzone. And number one, unfortunately, we report to you that Mississippi State coach Mike Leach is dead at the age of 61. Very surreal. We talked about it a lot in our first hour. Played clips of him in our second hour. We're going to have more clips in our third hour. Uh, so this is the Coach, Le- coach Leach death show. Um, and, you know, right, so he's got so many great uh, clips to remember him by just a, a very unique one of one personality and yeah. we liked interviewing him here he was a really cool dude and um yeah just a very surreal day 158 wins to 107 losses over 22 seasons at texas tech washington state and most recently mississippi state the bulldogs say they will play in their upcoming bowl game they're playing illinois and they will do that to honor mike leach yeah never I'd always wanted to see him get a crack at like the Tennessee job, you know, or you know, to get get to play with with all the uh, the toys in in the box because what he did at places like Texas Tech and Washington State and, and a nice job at Mississippi State, he just always seemed like he was one of those guys that did a lot without all the resources. But he was such an interesting character. I'm not sure that any of those big schools would have been able to uh, to deal with with Mike Leach. But make no mistake about it. As big of a personality as he's as he was, his fingerprints in the air raid system and how it is trickled down throughout football, he has changed modern football as much as as any coach over the last twenty plus years. And I don't think he gets credit for it, largely because of that oversized personality. So coming up more on him, we'll have a little Chris Beard and the Kyler Murray situation. Got a little hairier. So we'll get to all those items coming up. It is five fifteen. You're listening to ten eighty the fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. How lucky can one guy be? All right. We are remembering Mike Leach today. We played a lot of his clips earlier in our show. We we played the his thoughts on weddings. 
Tracking the raccoon on his walk to work. Really tracking wildlife creatures in general. One of his finest was the uh, his breakdown of uh, Battle of Pac-12 mascots. Yeah. <laughs> Played that. The buffalo is absolutely outstanding. We have a couple deep cuts here. Um, I don't remember this, but he hates golf. I don't remember this one either, necessarily. I remember it well. I think he was asked about whether he would play golf and other coaches playing <laughs> golf, and, and he kind of explained why it's not his thing and why it shouldn't be yours either. Are you a golfer? No, I hate golf. That's <laughs> another reason I wouldn't be on a committee. You have to golf a lot. I don't golf enough to be on a committee. Is there a reason you like it? Because it's boring. <laughs> because it's boring, because I don't care where that ball goes. Um, my family... I like golf. My dad and brother both like golf a lot. And they would drive around and, you know, you'd be on some road trip drive, you know, trying to get somewhere. And, of course, they'd have their clubs in the trunk, you know. Oh, well, this is a, a nice little golf course. Well, maybe we could just hit nine. Well, it wouldn't take long. Let's go really fast. Well, end up hitting 18, and pretty soon I'm just, you know, reading the same magazine over and over again. And, I, you know, no, it's because uh, it's, uh, you know, everybody says, well, we'll go talk about something on the golf course. You don't talk about nothing. Here's what you talk about. You say, okay, here's what, here's what, here's what golfers talk about. And, and, and Jonathan Winters, a, a great comedian, had a really good point. He says, you know what? He says, um, golfers, he says, they're always going like this. And they're always going like this. They're always practicing their swing. He says, you know, I fish a lot. He goes, you know what? But you know what I never do? I never, just as I'm sitting in front of the TV or walking through the living room, go. He goes, I never do that. And, well, so what they do is they'll line up over the ball. They'll describe something that, you know, they're going to do with a club and a ball that you can't do with a sniper rifle and a scope. They're going to hit that ball to a spot that you can't hit with a sniper rifle and a scope, but they're going to do it with a stick and a ball. They'll say, okay, if I just back off on my left, if I put a little more weight on my right, if I do this, the ball will go right there. No, it won't. I mean, it, it, it might be a good shot. It might be a great shot. It's not going to go there. And then as, they, and then as they're going up to the ball, well, if I would have done this, and if this finger was different, and this hand was different, and this grip was different, uh, then the ball would have gone right there. Well, no, it wouldn't have. It would have gone somewhere else, but it wouldn't have gone right there. And then so it goes all the time. Nobody talks about anything. And, you know, golf's pretty much uh, for people that, uh, that uh, don't swear effectively enough or need practice at it. <laughs> I love the line, I don't golf enough to be on a committee. That's great. I didn't know he hated golf so much, but yeah. that's a deep cut. I would say this, though, and I'm a huge golf fan, so that cuts deep. Yeah. At the same time, is there another sport that, if it doesn't have its hooks in you, appears dumber than golf probably not and and you got to admit too that what he's talking about the culture around golf it's yeah. <laughs> if you're not in that it, it it can be a lot i will say though one thing i disagree with him on there is getting out there and playing golf you do talk about a lot of stuff <laughs> you do he may not have or yeah. his dad may not have or his brother but i just like the people that, that don't effectively swear enough and need the practice <laughs> Oh, Mike. Yeah, he's great. Um, and there's so many good stories like that, that different journalists are sharing. There was one I read today about how when he was recruiting a player out of Florida um, or trying to recruit a, a player, he stopped at a, at a Hooters 
and he had the Hooters waitress convinced he was Vince Gill. <laughs> he looked like Vince <laughs> he Gill. He does look like Vince Gill. And there was this whole story about, yeah, he was. He, he, was, he did. Yeah, he did. He, he convinced her that uh, that he looked, that, that it was, he was actually Vince Gill. Uh, there was another one out there about the fake playbook. Remember when he was at Oklahoma and he found out that uh, Texas was was trying to spy on him, so he dropped a, a fake playbook. Yeah. And Texas bought it and they were up seventeen nothing. And then, you know, Texas figured out that they had been duped and Texas came back and won that game. They were a huge underdog Oklahoma was when he when he was there. But yeah, he's out there dropping Brady Bunk Brady Bunch, like Greg Brady fake playbooks. I mean these are they're just all so uniquely Mike Leach. Like, no one else in college football has even one of these, and Leach just has more than we can count. How about some hot pet monkey talk? Absolutely. From Coach Leach. What was the wildlife experience like over there? So there were monkeys everywhere, and where there were were a large number of monkeys, they made it clear that um, you shouldn't leave your belongings laying, laying around because the monkeys will like them. Take your belongings and climb a tree with them, and you might not see them again. Would you ever consider that as a pet? I always wanted one when I was a kid. Um, <clears throat> my parents, well, first of all, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to have one. Uh, my parents made it clear what a horrible idea they thought that was. And um, <clears throat> of the people I've run across that either had pet monkeys or, um, uh, or used to have one, uh, the evaluations are mixed. Uh, pretty uh, high maintenance. They say it's like having a child. and. Um, it's not so much, uh, you know, obviously you got to feed a monkey and things like that. I think that um, uh, the capacity of things that they can get into, I think, is one thing that, uh, that people have had some trouble with. <laughs> the thoughtfulness of every one of the ridiculous answers is what gets me every single time. He also randomly tweets or tweeted videos of monkeys attacking people yeah he liked he liked to tweet monkey videos <laughs> just random. much like Suk, a fan of the animal uprising <laughs> yeah, that's maybe right. that's why i just loved mike leach so much because i i just could always see myself he just seems like the sort of guy i could see myself just sitting down at a bar in key west with and spending the next 10 hours talking about monkey fights yeah you just keep telling stories pal i'll, I'll say yeah that. i could sit there and just listen to it all day and the other one that you hear so much about him and, and reporters it it, it it was as much Mike Leach asking questions. He was so inquisitive that anyone that said that they interviewed him, they would spend half the time with Mike Leach answering or asking questions. It was like the the one we we uh, clip we played about the reporter asking him about the marriage. He immediately started asking about the fiance. What's his name? What does he do? Like he took a general interest in wanting to know those things. And she tried to wrap up the interview, and he's yeah. like, well, no, hold on. No, now now yeah, tell Trevor yeah. that blah, blah, blah. Call he, me. Yeah, call me. And and he, he means that mm-hmm. stuff. There's just well, there's not another one like him. Buck had a good story about that. Your buddy that... Yeah, so uh, my buddy uh, has went to, went to Washington State, was actually the editor of the student newspaper there, went on to work for ESPN and, and actually covered Washington State for a little bit, but he was doing kind of a bigger piece on college football as a whole and the best pranks that had happened, uh, people stealing rivalry, uh, stuff like that, and he just thought Leach would have a good story about this sort of thing, so he texted him and said, hey, what's your best college football prank story? And Leach says, oh, hold on, I've got a great one, and he calls him up, and he's like, well, this is my buddy thinks this is great, he starts taking notes, and he starts hearing whistles in the background, he's like, Coach, where are you right now? And he goes, well, I'm at practice, but this will only take about 20 more minutes. <laughs> so so Leech, it's, it's it's fine. So he saw his text and instantly called him while at practice. While at practice to to regale to a tale a of a prank. Yeah. <laughs> and my buddy was like, this can wait, Coach. You can go back to practice. No, no, this is fine right now. God, that guy's great. Here's one of the latest ones. Um, 
Neckties? Remember this one? I do remember this one. His thoughts on neckties. Not a I, fan. I could not agree more with this, yeah. this take here. It's utterly pointless. I mean, it's completely pointless. I'll tell you what I'm going to start doing with these ties. <clears throat> I mean, it's not really big enough to be a bib. It's just skinny. Okay, what's annoying about it? This knot. Squeezing your neck. <laughs> Ingrown hairs on it after you shave. Because typically, tie things you shave. <clears throat> what I am going to start doing is, um, and, and I'll probably go to like, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Salvation Army. Yeah. And we can get some ties, and then uh, I'm just going to flat out just yeah. wipe my mouth with yeah. it in front of everybody. So it, you, <laughs> so it serves a purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like like eat a donut. <laughs> there you go. Uh, pizza, a little oil hill. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. And I'm going to do that and make sure people see that to a point where hopefully they get rid of these things. Oh, yeah. I mean, because that is madness. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse Langford is your guy, by the way. Uh, That's the guy. New York in the 1920s. Where did he grow up? He was he was a New Yorker in oh, the 1920s. Makes you uh, human in New York. Clothes maker. He used his extra uh, his extra clothes, extra patterns, I guess, to for some reason make neckties. That's that's what he thought would be a good idea. Well, he's an idiot, and the thing is, <laughs> when, when they invent a time machine, that guy's in trouble. <laughs> That's it. Neckties are madness. I love it. Look, that guy's an idiot. With a hell of a throat clear yeah. as well. Do we have the throat montage? Do we have it's that? It's in there. Yeah, it's in our system. I yeah, think. we do. Hold on a second here. Because that was, it's it's one of those things, If you what you'll remember at Mike Leach. I mean, we all, we'll all remember the, the, the throat clear because it was just. So prominent. It was so like I always and like I feel bad now. I'm not like trying to joke, but I always thought to myself, I'm like, is something wrong? Like, how can you have how can you have a frog in your throat for like twenty straight years? And I, I you know, who knows if that had anything to do with, you know, health or whatnot, but he just had that constant. And sometimes Sometimes it's all you could focus on because it was so bad. I do believe this is going to be it. A, cl- a, t- a clip titled Leech Grunt Compilation. <coughs> <coughs> Thereby, <coughs> you see. That's from the great Mike Lynch. Yeah. Put that together. Yes. Uh, do we have any more in there before we move on to another topic? Yeah, let's see. We have uh, we do have Leech on Twitter, Leech on Superpowers, and oh, Leech on a post Apple Cup in which he was mad about a recruiting thing. <laughs> I, I kind of want to hear the superpower one, to be honest with you. All right, yeah. let's do it. Uh, I think to fly. I, I, I think to fly. I mean, you could travel. You could cover a lot of ground. You could see a lot of stuff. Um, you know, probably to fly. And uh, I'm trying to think because uh, invisible's tempting, but uh, but um, you know, super strong. Then all you're doing is bench pressing all the time. Uh, you know, real fast. I mean, then you're just on kind of long, fast jogs. Um, uh, invisible would be fun. Uh, I mean, you could scare the hell out of some people if you're invisible. <laughs> um, you know, ghosts have been doing it for years, so they enjoy it. Um, the uh, I think I think to fly because just the dimension of all the places you could travel and and then the um, you know all the perspective you could see things uh, from you know. 
Are you thinking about it from like a recruiting standpoint or just like a, an adventurous kind of standpoint? Uh, well, well, adventurous, but uh, I think flying would help recruiting too, you know. <laughs> No, I, I mean invisible. You can there. There's some stuff could happen uh, recruiting as well, but no, uh, no flying would definitely help recruiting too. What a legend! <laughs> and the the last one. Let's just um, cause in the interest of time, I, I did. I don't know what the Apple Cup. He was mad about recruiting. I'm not sure what this one is either. I wasn't able to preview yeah. it. So all right. So here's a uh, yeah, here's we, a grab bag. We, yeah, one. we don't know. Post Apple Cup pissed about recruiting is what it says. <laughs> well, it's frustrating. I, I do find this part of it interesting, though. I mean, as fast as you guys rank their recruit recruiting class, you know, um, uh, in the top ten, and then you're always surprised when they win. So I think that uh, you know maybe uh, uh, that would have a little something to do with it. So you're not supposed to beat teams that have higher ranked recruiting classes? Well, we certainly have before. We certainly have before. We didn't win this one. And I don't care to have a big discussion with you on it because I really don't care what you think. <laughs> you know, and you run your mouth in your little column and stuff like uh, uh, some, some sanctimonious troll and uh, where, you know, you've never been fair or even-handed with us. So I really don't care what you think. Okay, go ahead, because you're going to write some nasty uh, stuff anyway, like you always do. And I don't know which coog way back when did something that offended you. <laughs> I really don't care about that either. But you can live your little meager, meager life in your little hole and write nasty <laughs> things. And if that makes you feel even, you go right ahead. Okay, uh, next. <laughs> wow. Piss Mike Leach was uh, okay, next. fun, too. Yeah. Well, there's the emptying out of the Mike Leach audio bag for you. Uh, rest in peace, Mike Lynch. In a, gone, uh, Leach. Well, oh, Mike, well, Mike, yeah, too. Him, too. Yeah. Both gone too soon. Yeah. Both gone too yes. Both gunned down in their prime. How about this? In a world full of Urban Myers, be a Mike Leach. Yeah. The world right. is a much more um, somber and less interesting place yeah. today without Mike Leach in it. Hallelujah. Kyler Murray's situation got a little weird. Let's talk about that coming up next. Here's Buck. All right. Well, the Cardinals season was already over, but uh, Kyler Murray now has a torn ACL. Which will keep him out the rest of the season, but big deal there. But he's also going to be out part of next season. Yeah, yeah. And if you're Arizona, you know, supposedly there's a lot of turmoil there that you know people have been aware of. But I mean, everything from ownership to management, GM to coach, coach to player, uh, player to coach. Murray maybe losing some of the locker room. Um, obviously, injury concerns have always been an issue with Kyler Murray. He's always been dinged up. They have always had second half collapses of the season. This year, it just never got off to a good start. And now you add a serious knee injury to this, but you committed all that money to him. So, you know, this brings a bigger question. Does the GM come back? Does Kingsbury come back? Do you try to go find a bridge quarterback, or do you just stick with Colt McCoy and basically have another wasted season? Because clearly with this roster and Colt McCoy, if you keep everything status quo, you're you're not in the playoff mix by the time Kyler Murray comes back. What is Murray making? Oh, they gave him 200 250 260 million something like that. And now that he's hurt, he's out you know, basically the first half of next year and possibly more. I mean, you don't you don't know. You, you don't, don't know, know how he comes back I mean, they're, from they're, it. We all have this idea now that ACLs have turned into like this 5-6 month thing and yeah, that's for especially for a guy who's undersized and basically his game is I run around and make plays with my legs. I'm not so certain that we just magically wave a wand and say, hey, three, four weeks into the season, Kyler Murray's going to be fine. So 
Is there a trade market for him? Or or would it be good to trade for him now because he's hurt, so the price is lower? Boy, I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I mean, I, obviously there could there there's going to be a market for him because the guy is supremely talented. Well, I was going to say like, I can see certain teams that need quarterbacks being intrigued there. Yeah, but I could also see Arizona going. Well, that's the one guy we're going to stick with. You yes. can you can f- swap out coaches and maybe even a new GM. But that's the quarterback we paid. We made that decision well, to pay they, him. So I'm looking here. You you really can't for another uh, for another two years. The, you can't what you can't deal him. The money would be. Would be too astronomical the the hit that you would take. So so he's going to get. So what do you do? What what do you do? You're the owner of the Arizona Cardinals. What do you do right now? I I honestly think at this point I, I think you get it's it's sketchy because you're bringing in a new coach and you're kind of hamstringing him because uh, he's not going to have Kyler Murray maybe for all the next year. But Kingsbury and Murray are not going to coexist. It's not going to work. And you gave Kyler Murray. You know, you gave him two hundred million dollars. Like, he, if you got rid of him in the next two years or the next three years, you're talking about a hundred and ten, ninety-seven, and eighty-one million dollar dead hit. Not happening. So, so, what do you do? I think, I think, honestly, I think I would bring back Cliff, King, Cliff Kingsbury for one more year because next year is a bit of a wash, anyways, and then maybe get a fresh start with some new eyes next year. Basically, tell Kingsbury because you gave an extension to him and your GM, anyways. And be like, hey, you've got a year to show us without the distraction of Kyler Murray, right? Whether you want Colt McCoy, you want to go find another bridge quarterback, right? We're going to, you need to prove to us with no Kyler Murray, you can lead this team to, you know, a 500 record. You can keep us in the playoff mix. And if you do, then maybe we give them another opportunity to try to make the Kyler Murray thing work. So I just don't know if there's a benefit of bringing in another coach knowing that next year might already be a bit of a lost season. So I think I maybe just stick with with Kingsbury, and uh, and see what happens. But it is certainly an Arizona team that we thought a year or two ago had a ton of promise and looked like they were trending in the right direction, and now all of a sudden looks like maybe one of the more unsure franchises that we have in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know if the GM's any good or not. Well, that's the thing that I I wonder about because he was the one who pulled the ripcord early on Rosen and said we got to yeah. go do yep. Murray now. Yeah. So if I'm ownership, I might be leaning where Sue's talking and say, okay, like let's let Cliff and Kyler maybe try to figure this out, but we'll bring in the next guy who we want to to, to set up the next run because it's not going to be GM. Yeah, the next GM because I mean, well, but don't you think a new GM is not going to want? You can, and you know what? If, then may, he's then let not going to want to stick with Kingsbury. So sure, but then let the new GM make a new coaching hire if yeah. that's what he wants. Yeah. So then you're cleaning house. Yeah, maybe, you're basically maybe. saying Kime and Kingsbury are gone, and you just gave them Kyler's, both extensions. Kyler's gone, so he's hurt. <laughs> yeah. So let's just bring somebody in with a fresh set of eyes that can build around when Kyler comes back. Yeah. That might be your best bet. Yeah. That gives you a year to kind of get other positions in order. Yeah. I, I saw last night. They said that um, Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, and Zach Ertz, they never played one game together. Yeah, and and we, for to to be fair to Arizona, be fair to Kingsbury, and be fair to um, to Murray, we spent all year yelling and screaming about how it wasn't Justin Herbert's fault because of injuries. Right, we we you know we we love Justin Herbert and yeah, it's not his fault. His old lines beat up and receivers, and yet we're not giving Arizona the same um, the same grace. 
Yeah, it's because we see that it's clearly dysfunctional. Dysfunctional. Yeah, I mean the quarterback and coach don't get along. Well, and already you know Hopkins makes. When, when you look at Murray's numbers with DeAndre Hopkins without night and day. But even when when Hopkins came back, remember we had the little spat on the sideline where Hopkins is like, man, where are you what looking? Are you, what are you looking? Because I think people, you know, understand that there's a frustration with a guy who's supremely talented that can't pull his head out of his ass. The one good thing about this, if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, right, I go to his hospital room after he has the knee surgery and sit down with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, yeah. Yeah. Go to Kyler Murray's and and simply have a heart-to-heart and say, look, I understand, right? You're not my biggest fan. We've butted heads. I can do this for you. Like, if you just trust me, I can do this for you. And and more so than ever, you need to play in a system, right? You've, you've been, you're, you're not the biggest guy in the world. You've been nicked up. You've battled some injuries. And this is the first major one. We cannot have you running around playing Johnny Manziel football. Play in the confines of my system. Trust my system. And we are going to make sure that this doesn't negatively affect your career. Maybe just finally. You don't think he's already done that? But now you actually have Kyler Murray with some adversity, right? He did not have a good year. He was taking some flack. People are saying that it was a mistake to give him that contract. Now he blows out a knee, right? Maybe, just maybe, this will be the wake-up call that Kyler Murray needs to actually go and be like, I can no longer just rely on the best set of legs in the NFL to run around. I actually have to learn and dedicate myself to this craft of playing quarterback. Well, and, you hope. And I if mean. it's not Kingsbury, then maybe the next coach can can get through to him. But to me, if if I'm ownership or if I'm uh, their GM and I don't think Kingsbury has any chance of getting Murray's ear, then y- y- you got to find someone that, that does. Good question here from a listener that asks, buying futures for the next three seasons, Denver or Arizona? Oh, God. That's pretty good. That is really good. I, I think I take Denver. I, 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 Why? I, all right, Denver. I think has <laughs> Denver has a better roster than Arizona. Yeah, I, I believe I that they they certainly have better defense. Better defense, right? They uh, clearly. Russell Wilson has proven over ten years that Russell Wilson can be a top flight quarterback in the league. Now, the last year and a half, <laughs> it's it's certainly bottomed out and. Mm. Uh, the next year, at least, is a wash with Kyler Murray. Russell Wilson is not hurt, um, so there's at least I'm dealing with a with a quarterback that seemingly doesn't have any physical ailments there, and I've got an ownership group that's brand new that might be willing to to clean house and bring in an offensive minded coach that may be able to get through to Russell. Look, it's the defense. I'm taking Denver simply because I think they have a better defense. And and even if the offense just plays decent football, Denver would be a nine win team right but now. But they're stuck at quarterback. Though. I know they're stuck. I know but Arizona so, has a little bit of leeway to bring in a guy behind Kyler now. Yeah, because he's hurt. Because he's hurt. And then you're you are going to eventually get Kyler back. So yeah. that so the quarterback situation in Arizona, I might take that over well, Denver. If, if you told me five years, but you said three, and I think three, one yeah. of those years at least is a wash. So I I that's, went with Denver. That's true. Both need to fire their coaches. Yes, and then. Yeah, but Arizona has pieces on defense, too, and they have pieces on offense. Yeah, I still like Denver. If Cliff gets canned, do you think he sticks around as an NFL offensive guy, another head coaching job in the NFL, or is he back to college? I don't know what they're— good question. I don't know. I just haven't read enough about what people think about him. The interesting thing about Kingsbury is—and I don't know if we've had this before— 
So when you make the jump from college to the NFL, you're usually viewed as like a savant, right? You think about guys that like like Chip. Chip, this great innovator, right? Blew the doors off. Um, Nick Saban, you know, best ever do it. Urban Meyer, Matt Rule was the hot, you know, sexy name. You know, built this this program, you know, from from Baylor, you know, at, at its lowest depths. So it's usually these sorts of guys. I don't mean to take shots, but Kingsbury's more like Mike Riley when he went to the the Chargers, and everyone was kind of like, "What?" Like he was a failure at Texas Tech. Well, he has a losing record at both both places, right? So Texas Tech, he was thirty five and forty. Yeah, his first year he went eight and five, never won more than seven after that. And then at Arizona, he's twenty eight and thirty three, and had the one year where they were eleven and six. Yeah. So I asked the question: If he gets canned, and this is what I. Whether it's the NFL or college, is he really? Who's like? What's his interest, or what is other people's interest level in him? Because he's he's famous, he's got a great name, and he's handsome, and he's got a kick-ass pad with a weird lion painting on the wall with a crown on his head. It's very strange, but well, he's a Leo. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he fits. Like someone said on here, like, oh, a college will throw a ton of money at him. Why? Like, if if I'm I'm thinking of a, a good job that opens up. Let, let's. You know, I'm the Texas A&M, right? Let's say the Jimbo thing goes south. Somebody said, what about him to Mississippi State? Yeah, see, that that rings a little bit more uh, more accurate. But even that, like, I mean, they got Mike Leach. And no offense, but Mike Leach is a 10 times better guy than Cliff Kingsbury. I'm just saying, like, if you got a, a, a big-name job, why on earth would you go get Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury? Like, that smells like Purdue, you know, to me, something like that. I, that I could see, but I just I just don't know, especially yeah, in NFL. A weird one, isn't he? It's he's a he's a very unique Yeah. He's a very unique but guy. He, That's why I brought up the Mike Riley thing. Mike Riley was not a super sought after coach in college, went to the NFL, and where did he go back to? Oregon State. It just kind of felt like it just that was kind of his little zone there. And I don't even know if Kingsbury's that. Yeah, somebody said he's going to go into broadcasting. That's probably a good That's idea. That's true. He's got the looks, Yes, man. he does. And he certainly knows football. Yeah, Fire up the Telestrator, let him do his thing. But he's also, you know, you got to give him a little bit of a, um, I don't know, a little leeway, I guess. He's had to put up with Kyler. Yes. Like, I feel like Kyler's a real pill. Yeah. And yet they still went 11-6 and six with him and, yep. you know, we're on the brink of something pretty good. He's, so he clearly, I mean, he clearly knows, you know, he knows uh, the game and, you know, he studied under the uh, power teat of, of Mike Leach. So, I just I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. And remember, him and Klein, the they both got extensions. They, Kime. They, Kime, not Klein. Sorry, Kime. Uh, they both got extensions there in Arizona. All right, coming up next. Never spin the glasses. <laughs> not around Chris. Well, no. She, well, he's yeah. Spin, he yeah, was spinning. He was spinning. Not around Chris's fiance. <laughs> well, but then he went back on the. Uh, we'll get into it. Breaking glasses. It's not good. It's 5.53 on the fan. A couple of follow-ups on Kingsbury. People texting in. Somebody said Cliff Kingsbury is Lane Kiffin. I don't oh, I know that that's Yeah, I'm not sure, sure. that's accurate. Uh, somebody else pointed this out, and I'd forgotten about this, but USC did hire Kingsbury as their OC. And 
he left. So he before he even started, yeah. he left to go to Arizona. Yeah. So who was that? Helton then? It hired was Helton. Him? Yeah, Helton. Yeah, Clay Helton hired him, yeah. which that would have been interesting. Yeah, it's just weird that you so go. So he'd probably be the head coach at, if he had done a good job that year. He'd be the head coach. Helton gets turfed. Yeah. Or if he'd done a good enough job, maybe he saves Helton's job. But sure. either way, if Helton leaves, maybe Kingsbury's the coach at USC and Lincoln Riley isn't there. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly, I mean, there's opportunities for him. It's just, it's that's why it was so weird because he went from being a fired college coach at Texas Tech to an offensive coordinator being hired at USC to the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Very strange. And he was brought in specifically because he was a Lincoln Riley kind of that sort of thing. And they thought that Kyler Murray um, would need someone like that. And I guess you could say they, I mean, they had some success. They put up numbers and won games. It just, you know, never really quite worked out there and then of course we now we know that there's just a lot of tension between you know coach and player and deal points out what about kingsbury in new england god they need an offensive coordinator in the worst way and don't give me any of this say they scored 27 points no that was a scoop and score their offense scored 20 points was about what they score and it is just dinks dunks screen passes that thing is awful. I mean, give him credit for finding ways to win games. Like they're now seven and six, but yeah, I that, don't think Belichick would hire him though. That offense is you know? just horrid. Like Belichick would hire Belichick hired defensive guys. That's for his offense. I just to this day, I'm telling you, Bill Belichick has forgot more about football than I'll ever know. That is still one of the strangest <laughs> things that you go from, you know, for like eight, nine, ten years when uh, you had one of the best offensive coordinators in, in in football, a very very bright mind, and you lose him. And you replace him with a young quarterback that that needs, you know, that needs help, and you replace him with not one but two failed defensive coordinators. Amazing! Like, what Patricia's calling plays over there? Yeah, Patricia's calling plays now. At the <sighs> beginning of the year, remember they said there won't be an official one, and there'll be you know share it three it, ways. They share it three ways, but it, it sounds like it's. It's Dude. it's Patricia. <laughs> You're right. Not enough is made of that. It's just why is that never highlighted? I don't know because Belichick has so many rings. Yeah, it's he, like, All he right. can kind of do what he wants. God. But you know, and then and Mac Jones has come out and said that he's frustrated with the offense, and <laughs> I'd be frustrated too. You know, you go from someone that that could be a coach's dream, a young coach's dream, and led you to a Pro Bowl as a rookie. You know, last year, and now you get Matt Patricia in his weird pencil. Somebody else said, to be fair to Kingsbury at Texas Tech, it's not like he had a Heisman Trophy winner and future NFL All-Pro quarterback. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Mahomes did not win the Heisman. No. But I get what he's saying. He had Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Uh, So... And they like Cristobal with Herbert. They did put up a lot. They did put up a lot of numbers. Yeah, he did. That was the year they beat. They had a great year that year. In fairness to everybody saying, well, he didn't do much with Mahomes because we don't remember it. They had a great year. They upset. I think they upset Texas that year. And Texas was really good. It was a huge game. They were both good. And Texas Tech beat them in in wild fashion, if I remember correctly, which I probably don't. I just know that they... They they never had a great record, but they put up a lot of points. I do know that. Somebody else reporting Bill uh, Belichick talked to Kingsbury after the game a lot last night. Huh? What? Huh? Well, they played last night. Oh, yeah. Sorry, so they, I was like, what? Why do you? Oh, they were yeah. talking. Yeah, they were talking. What do you think they were talking about? <laughs> it's like, hey, your team sucks. You interested in uh, a job when you get fired? Yeah, yeah those exactly. post-game pleasantries that usually last about three seconds, this texture said lasted almost two minutes. Yeah. Well, see, let's start the rumor. <laughs> Why not? Start beat that drum. Well, and somebody else. Okay, another good point. When does Lincoln Riley make the jump to the NFL? That's interesting. What if Lincoln Riley gets an offer he can't refuse? He's already worked with Kyler Murray. Made him a Heisman. 
Yeah. So what about that? That is, I just, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to be at USC for a while. No, the NFL, like, the NFL, it, it, I think it. The NFL's been calling for a while for him, and he's yeah, he's resisted that's true. it. But I think with some guys, it's just too hard to pass up eventually. You know, well, it depends. I don't on, know if he's wired that way. Well, but. and who knows how much money you're throwing at him? But you know, he's making a lot of cake at USC. So, although that, I, I always wonder this: like, if I was a college coach, right? College and NFL, you got two, two different things, right? They're they're two very different games, and I can see the benefits of of both because on on one side of things the nfl coach lifestyle is brutal it's way worse than a college coach's as far as the you know the the amount of of prep and everything that goes into it because every week is just absolutely brutal and you also don't have the advantage of having a superior roster uh, you know over everyone you go across think about when when lincoln riley is at usc in oklahoma he maybe have two three games a year that the rosters are even comparative you can even compare to his where in the nfl you you find this out nick saban and and Matt Rule that doesn't quite work like that. You don't get to pick your players um, the way you do in college. But on the flip side of things, when you're an NFL guy, you don't have to deal with recruiting. You don't have to kiss the ass of 17-year-old kids and deal with the transfer portal and boosters. And Riley seems like a guy who's kind of into that, though. He's good at it. Yeah. Likes it. Yeah. If you're one of those guys that can can work that system, and or if you're a heavy-handed, if you're a heavy-handed guy and you like having that sort of control, there's a difference in dealing with grown men. And you may find Kyler Murray different to deal with now when he than when he was in in college. Yeah. You know, you get two hundred plus million dollars. All entitled now. Yeah, you tell coaches to kiss your ass. And so his point about the Heisman future Heisman winner that was Baker Mayfield. He was at Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah. So I thought he was talking about Mahomes, but that's right. He had he had Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So he went eight and five, four and eight, seven and six, five and seven, six and seven, five and seven, and he somehow parlayed that into the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job. That is the most amazing fall-up well, in the history of football. I would like to introduce you to two new head coaches. At Liberty Basketball, Chris Beard. <laughs> uh, not head coaches, but the uh, Chris Beard would be the head coach at Liberty. Yep. And then the next offensive coordinator at Alabama, Cliff Kingsbury. Now, see, there you go. There that's you go. that's the one. Those two are lost. That's just pencil that in right, right now. So we're way over. We didn't get to the affidavit. We can do that next though because it's quite entertaining. The uh, the deets of Chris Beard and fiance. Hey, just know that Chris Beard's lawyer has told you he should have never been arrested in the first place. Well, you can be the judge of that. Six oh four on the fan. Hey, it's I. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.